Hey guys, I don't know if you know this, but I love biohacking. I love testing out new foods, new supplements to feel my best, look my best, perform my best. That's why I'm so excited that we partnered up with Neurohacker. They're sponsoring today's podcast. So this is something new, Senolytics. These are cutting edge ingredients that are making waves in the world of healthy aging. If you're looking to optimize your energy, feel your best no matter what your age, you definitely have to start researching this. This is why I'm super excited to be talking about Qualia Senolytics. See, as we get older, these things called senescent cells build up. They're basically old, worn out cells that hang around and mess things up. They cause aches, slow recovery, a general blah feeling. Think of them as zombie cells. Qualia Senolytic gives your body a kickstart to clear those out. Think of it like a deep cleaning for your body on the cellular level, making way for your good cells to thrive. Honestly, before I tried this, I was a bit skeptical, but guys, the difference blew me away. Within a few months, energy levels are through the roof. I felt sharper. My workouts felt better. This middle-aged sluggishness, it's gone. And you can take quality, this middle-aged sluggishness, mostly gone. So if you're ready to fight those aging effects at the source, head over to neurohacker.com slash success pod. That's neurohacker.com slash success pod for up to $100 off and use the code success pod for an extra 15% off your order. And just a quick disclaimer, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food or Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And this review represents my personal experience and opinions and is not a guaranteed promise or reflection of anyone else's results. I was given free product in exchange for this endorsement. Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. The HubSpot Podcast Network has incredible podcasts like the MarTech Podcast, hosted by Benjamin Shapiro. Each week, the MarTech Podcast tells stories of world-class marketers who use technology to create lasting success with their business and their careers. If you like any of these topics, you're going to like the MarTech Podcast, how science is changing advertising, how to set up a CRM so you actually use it, Private Equity's take on digital transformation, why big social is focused on newsletters. If these are topics that resonate with you, go check out the MarTech Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, or you can also go listen at hubspot.com slash podcast network. My guest today is Aaron Marino. You may know him as Alpha M. He has a YouTube channel with 6 million subs, billions of views uh, for almost 15 years. Aaron Marino, he's worked with thousands of men from around the world, helping them with personal style, grooming, fashion, image, wardrobe, dating, personal responsibility. He has not only expanded his reach through these viral videos and his incredible YouTube channel, but also with a wide variety of products, including the now retired style system that was featured on ABC's Shark Tank. He also had a second appearance on Shark Tank with his men's grooming company, Pete and Pedro. He also has built other businesses and companies, including TH Hanley, Menfluential Media, and Enemy. He's also an author of the best-selling ebook, The Male Style Guide, and The Confidence Course, and the Virtual Consultant Training Foundation, program. He has built an empire based on helping men be better. He came on the Success Story podcast. This is what we spoke about. Pete and Pedro, how to go from small to big, lessons learned, Shark Tank experience, and what he took from it. We spoke about failure, bankruptcy to major success. We walked through his story and things that he's learned in his life, how he's grown, how he's lived life to the fullest, and how he 
went from a very dark spot to where he is right now. We spoke about some social media, some of the ways that he's grown his YouTube channel. We've also spoken about some just key life business lessons, entrepreneurship lessons that are just incredible for anybody. You could be starting any type of business. You could be just wanting to build a brand on social media. He's done it all. So let's jump right into it. This is Aaron Marino, otherwise known as Alpha M. All right. So I guess when I think about sort of where my journey sort of started in terms of my 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 life, it really had to have started at the at the gym when I was 12 years old. Um, you know, growing up, um, my my mother had a few different you know marriages. I kind of bounced from school to school um, not to go into the details. But but one of uh, the, the byproducts of of having a stepfather that wasn't exactly amazing in terms of he was a bit mentally and, and emotionally abusive is that I lost my ability to really kind of like stand up for myself and feel good about myself. But when I was like 12 years old, I watched the movie like Rocky four. Right. And I saw like Rocky fighting the Russian. I was like, my God, look at those bodies. Right. And I'm like, yo, if, if, if a body can look like that, that's what I want. Right. And so my mom's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like a gym membership. And you know, and I was 12 years old. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so, so she got me a fitness membership. So she would drive me like, you know, after school and drop me off for like literally like a few hours. And immediately when I went in there and I saw all these dudes and I was like the young kid, because, you know, at that age, like 12 year olds aren't working out. This is back, you know, long, long time ago. And so uh, it's like I found my home. It was the most amazing experience. I loved what was happening with my body, lifting weights. It, it truly was a game and a life changer for me. And what happened was pretty fascinating. Not only did my body start to look a little bit better, what it did for my, my, my confidence and my mind and just feeling great about myself, sort of that was something that, that I wasn't really, I guess, expecting, but it was an amazing byproduct of just going to the gym. And I realized, okay, my home life might be kind of crappy, but when I went to the gym, I felt like, like a king. I felt amazing. And I realized from the age of 12 years old, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so from the age of 12, I was one of those weird kids that knew exactly what he wanted to do for the rest of his life. I wanted to own a fitness center. That was going to be like it for me. And so for the next, you know, eight years, nine years, 10 years, I mean, throughout high school, then I went to college, went to uh, West Virginia University, got a, a uh, I, I minored or I majored in, in marketing. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Business. <laughs> See, now I'm all screwing up. I, I got a, uh, uh, I majored in, in business management with a minor in marketing and community health promotion. And so, um, you know, fast forward. Uh, 2000, when was it? No, it was damn 98. I'm Dude, old. I can never, I could, and when everybody asked me when I graduated university, how many years ago, I always get screwed up because it yeah, feels I, like it was yesterday and yeah. it was like a long ass time ago. <laughs> Mine doesn't feel like it was yesterday, but uh, oh no, okay, okay, okay. No, it was a uh, 98, 1998. Okay, cool. I graduated with a, with a degree and I'm like, all right, see, once again, I was just focused on, I want to own a fitness center. And so I decided to move to Atlanta. My best friend, Terry, his father was dating a woman in Atlanta. He's like, what are you doing after college? I'm like, I want to open a fitness center. And he's like, well, where are you going to do it? I'm like, I don't know. And this, he said, well, go to Atlanta. It was right after the Olympics. Olympics were like 96. And he said, if you can't make a business work in Atlanta, you can't make it work anywhere. It was booming here. And apparently I couldn't make that business work anyway, uh, <laughs> anywhere because uh, that didn't end up working out. So anyway, I moved to Atlanta and I got a job at a, at a health club as a personal trainer. And I'm like, all right, it's, you know, it's not, 
you know, a gym ownership, but at least I was in this space that I wanted to be. I met a guy. He said, hey, he was the manager at the club. He goes, I want to open a nutrition store. Would you like to do it with me or help me? I said, sure. You know, it wasn't a gym, but once again, it was a business. And so I was excited to try to just go into business and start a business with him. And so we ended up opening a nutrition store and, you know, did that. We expanded to like three locations over the course of like two or three years. And then I realized I needed to get out of there because this was back when there was this weird thing called, I'm going to go into the weeds here for a second. Do you mind? Do it. Go for it, man. Okay, I love, so, well, I'm, I'm all about this stuff too. This is like, I was super into working out and fitness. And like, I think this is like a lot of like guys' dreams that were into athletics. How do you make a business out of working out nutrition, fitness, but not absolutely. many people live the dream. Not many people no. live the dream, man. <laughs> so I, so, so, okay. So there was this stuff back in the day. So if you're like old school bodybuilder or workout enthusiast, you might remember it was something called like blue nitro. There were these, like, these, like, like it was, it was like a liquid that people would actually like drink. And it was sort of like, it was a drug, honestly. And like, there's all sorts of like, you know, oh no, it's good for, you know, serotonin release. And oh no, it's perfect for helping your, you know, release growth hormone when you, when you sleep, it's all bullshit. It was all just to get like messed up. And, and, and anyway, so, so it was something called fear known dihydro was that was the, the chemical compound. And so they were selling it, then it became illegal. And he's like, wait a second, you can make this stuff. It's, it's essentially boat, uh, paint stripper is what the like the no, yeah exactly so so you see where this is going it's going nowhere good and so i'm not the sharpest tool in the shed but i knew that this was not something i probably needed to be around for the long term and so anyway found out that you can make this stuff by getting 31 ounces of like kool-aid adding one ounce of this like paint this uh this boat paint stripper in and you could you know and and people were buying it well it became illegal and he's like yo i can still make a lot of money doing this Let's keep selling it. I'm like, yo, I, as I you don't can know. with many illegal things. <laughs> exactly. I said it sells itself. And so uh, so I'm like, you know, I think this probably isn't the best place for me. You know, prison is somewhere where I would be popular, but I wouldn't I wouldn't thrive. So anyway, so I decided to leave there. Um, it was it was hard, though, because, you know, helped, you know, expand into three locations. We were doing really well. And, um, you know, I, I'm like, I just can't be here because, you know, it was just not the right right place for me. And so. I ended up leaving, but while I was at the nutrition store, something cool happened. I met a woman and helped her lose 100 pounds. And so, um, you know, her name was Linda. And so I, I left the, the nutrition store and she said, hey, would you be interested in opening up a personal training studio? I want to help other people do what you did for me. And I'm like, yes, let's do it 100%. So just to fast forward about a year, um, we signed the lease for our facility on September 11th, as in the September 11th that the planes were crashing into the World Trade Center. Wow. It should have been an omen as to how that business was going to unfold. And, um, you know, we, we did that. We, uh, we tried to expand. We ended up having to get investors and there was a lot of fighting and legal battles and we ended up having to shut down. And at that point, I was about half a million dollars in debt. I was driving a beer cart on a at a country club on the weekends just to put gas in my car and to give my my then girlfriend my now wife a few bucks towards groceries and rent. And so this was the lowest point in my life. Um you know, I had the opportunity, I had a a little fitness center, we were trying to expand, it didn't work out. And the worst part, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was getting ready to file bankruptcy and I had all this debt 
And um, I'm at the golf course and it was like December and it was freezing here relative, you know, freezing for Atlanta. It was like, you know, 30 degrees. <laughs> and um, and I and I was just like, what do I do? And the worst part and the reason why that was so, such a hard time for me, it wasn't that I was broke. Like I'd been broke my whole life, you know, grew up on welfare and, and food stamps and all that. You know, being broke is not a big deal for me. But what was was the lack of a direction or a dream, you know, for my whole life from the age of 12 years old, the only thing I wanted to do was own a fitness center. And then when that dream like exploded, it's like, well, fuck, like, yeah. what do I do now? I have no idea because the type of guy I am, like I am super like tunnel vision. I do not do well, like looking at other opportunities and, oh, well, if this doesn't work out, I can do that. It's not like that for me. It's like, I'm here, I'm going to energize and focus everything that I have on this. And then when it went away, it was like, well, what do I do now? So anyway, fast forward, what do I do? I decided, you know what? Maybe I can try this like style consulting because while I had my fitness center, I met a guy. So it's, it's sort of interesting. While I was at the, the nutrition store, I met a girl, Linda, we opened the yeah. gym. And then when I had the gym, I met a guy, Steve, he was a client. He's like, Hey, I don't know what to wear for a date. I said, well, why don't I take you shopping? Why don't I come over and see what you have? And, and by the way, your nose hairs are crazy. Let's, let's, <laughs> you know, go to my stylist and, and, and do, do this. And so I didn't know what I was doing, but it was a lot of fun. And I really, but you see it. opportunity, like you yeah. run after opportunity, man. Like that's two times, right? Like that's yeah. like networking opportunity. Go after it. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm not yeah. that smart. See, I'm a, I'm a, I, I'm a, uh, I'm an opportunist, but, or an opportunist, like, like yeah. you just mentioned. But anyway, so he goes back to work after we do this little makeover and his coworker, he worked at the weather channel said, Hey, you look great. What, what did you do? He goes, well, there's this guy. He took me shopping into this. She goes, well, will he take me shopping? Or, or not me, my, my husband. And I'm like, and he's like, yeah, probably. And she said, well, how much does he charge? And that was kind of like a light bulb moment where it's <laughs> yeah. like, well, maybe there's a business in this. And so fast forward, you know, I start this image consulting business. I was still moonlighting as a personal trainer in people's homes just to try and make ends meet. My fitness center was done. Um, I started a company, alphamimageconsulting.com. And um because I thought you needed to have your URL say exactly what you did. And so it was like, you know, 70 <laughs> letters long and totally like <laughs> ridiculous. Way too hard to remember. Yeah, or, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. It was horrible. And so, and then uh, 2008, uh, well, I guess it was 2007, my wife gave me a video camera. And for Christmas, I thought she wanted to get freaky and film ourselves, you know, doing doing uh, doing funky things. It was not the case. She just didn't know what else to get me and so as, a, as a present. And so, uh, you know, I was like, well, let me let me see about this video camera thing. And, and so I'm like, let me see if I can figure this out. I, I'm super untech savvy. I, uh, I started filming of, uh, the first video. I was like, OK, I got all dressed up in my JCPenney's like sport coat and a big tie with a huge knot because that's what I thought back then you needed to wear in order to be like stylish was a suit and a big huge monster wins or not and so I filmed my first video put it out on YouTube had no idea prior to that I, I had been on YouTube probably three times and uh, no idea this was before YouTube was really a thing it was in 2008 and um, and the next thing you know, I got asked a question by somebody that was watching a video and that's all it took. I was hooked. I'm like, all right, apparently the thing that I'd been searching for my whole life in terms of of feeling successful was just validation and like I was I was valuable. And so that was kind of the uh, the start of an addiction of of putting out content and getting you know feedback. And then that led to this and that this led to that and started a few businesses and. And the rest is kind of history. Thirteen when when I start that two thousand eight. So yeah, about thirteen years ago. Wow, Dude, amazing. I am old. 
You are that's old. That's my story. That, that's an awesome story, man. That's that's great. I Long-winded, love that. but yeah, that's how we got no, to where we are. I love it. And you know what I love about that? Like, now when people hit YouTube, it's so like, it's so like, oh, I got to have the perfect strategy or the first, vi or the first video has to be perfect, which totally kills any creativity, any sort of like, I know the word is thrown around a lot, like authenticity, but it, it does kill it when you want to target and you want to put stuff out there. And then I think it's like paralysis by analysis and then just people don't i just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode BetterHelp. if you want to take advantage of a special promo BetterHelp is offering all success story podcast listeners go to betterhelp.com slash scott clary betterhelp.com slash s-c-o-t-t-c-l-a-r-y so what is better help better help is therapy for lack of a better term it's the best way to give yourself routine maintenance for your mental and emotional well-being and the best way to think about therapy is usually through analogies we always get our cars tuned to prevent bigger issues down the road we get annual checkups and we go to the gym to maintain physical health so that we don't get out of shape we want to prevent injury we want to prevent disease we do chores regularly so they don't all pile up and have a huge giant mess in your house by the end of the week going to therapy is like all of the above it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means that you're investing in yourself and keeping your mind healthy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy from the comfort of your home. It offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You communicate the way you feel comfortable. It is so much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start speaking to somebody in under 48 hours. Take care of your mind before any more bad stuff happens. Success Story is sponsored by BetterHelp. You get 10% off if you use this specific URL to sign up for your first session. So go to betterhelp.com slash Scott Clary, betterhelp.com slash Scott Clary, and you'll get 10% off BetterHelp. I just want to take a second to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Nutrafol. Now, I tried Nutrafol because I have some hair now, but I know that in my family, eventually, I'll start to lose some hair. And for the longest time, when it came to hair remedies, the options were some sort of surgical or some sort of transplant or natural remedies that didn't really seem to work. So you no longer have to choose between a chemical or a drug or a prescribed fix for hair or some sort of surgery or just no results. Now there is a natural holistic option that actually delivers results for your hair. This is Nutrafol. And Nutrafol does promote hair thickness, hair growth, and whole body wellness. So of course, genetics are a cause of hair loss. Uh, Nutrafol goes beyond that because there are actually five other causes for hair loss that go beyond genetics. So you have hormones, nutrition, metabolism, environmental factors, and stress. Nutrafol targets all of these five factors. So even if you don't have the genetic predisposition to lose hair, there are, are other things that could cause you to lose hair. Nutrafol is targeting all those, helping with all those. Nutrafol is also clinically proven to improve hair growth and thickness and visible scalp coverage. It has 21 potent ingredients. Of course, these are helping your hair, but they're also supporting better sex drive, better sleep, and less stress. It's been recommended by over 1,500 doctors and in clinical studies and trials, uh, men did show progressive improvement in hair growth and hair thickness in three to six months. So you can grow thicker and healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SUCCESSSTORY. This will save you $15 off your first month's supply of Nutrafol. 
And this is the best offer anywhere. It's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, there's also free shipping on every single order. So if you want to get $15 off, get $15 off now on your first order of Nutrafol at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code success story. Put stuff out, man. You're living proof. I didn't know that's how you started your your YouTube channel. And I, I think it'd probably be funny to go, maybe it wouldn't be funny it's for you funny. to go I, back uh... to the... <laughs> You know, it's funny. Well, what's funny is that I, I removed a lot of the earlier videos and it's not that I was embarrassed of the, oh, actually I was embarrassed because when I first started YouTube, I was looking around and looking at like who was successful. And usually it was a lot of like crude humor and saying yeah. things that were a bit outlandish. And so I thought that's what I needed to do in terms of, you know, getting popular and to attract an audience. So I said some really offensive shit. And, um, and so looking back, I was just, I was, you know, I'm actually, it wasn't I was you, man. Yeah, it was it, exactly. And that was the thing. And that's sort of, for those of you listening, the thing that really kind of like not, not catapulted me, cause I'm like the overnight success that took 13 years. Right. But what really happened was when I kind of dropped the act and just was vulnerable and let people see who I was and just was authentic, as they say. That's when everything kind of changed. I got sort of into the sweet spot where I felt good about what I was doing. And when you do that and you don't have like this w weird agenda, you know, it's it's pretty amazing what can potentially happen. And so just be yourself because there's only one you. Everybody else been has been done before, as they said or as they say. And so, yeah, yeah it was really cool. So walk, walk me through even just like building out your your own quote unquote personal brand. So the brand is is a culmination of of things that are. I don't even know how to best describe it, like things that a man would want to figure out or, or learn about or like, how did you come to what yeah. Alpha M is today? What was the, what was even, the concept? Yeah. So Alpha M, when it first started, was just style. I was style, just okay. talking about like how to dress because at the time, back in 2008, the only resource for, for guys was really like GQ and Esquire. And, you know, it wasn't my reality. It wasn't the reality of, of my friends and family and people that I knew. And so I was like, maybe there's just a, a space for a regular guy to talk about style in a more regular way. And then from there, it kind of went into grooming. And because I've always been interested in grooming, I cut my own hair, you know. And so it was these little things that, that I started, you know, talking about like butt hair. Like, you know, I was the first person talking about like manscaping online, really. <laughs> and uh, it was just because I was, I was comfortable talking about it. And, and it's something that I had questions about. And so I was like, maybe there are other people that are interested in this kind of stuff. And, and maybe I can just be that resource. And then it transitioned into, you know, pretty much anything that a guy might be interested in then relationships and dating and, and, you know, pretty much just lifestyle stuff. And then I, yeah. I am fortunate enough to be able to give, because I am a bit older than a lot of my audience, give some just, just real world lifestyle or life advice on, on things that I've struggled with in my past or things that I've dealt with that um, I feel I can just share a, a perspective. And so I think I do. you do something really, really well. And, and I've watched, you know, I've watched a couple of your videos, obviously. And one thing that how you teach is like you just mentioned, you're just telling stories, you're telling stories about stuff that you've gone through, you talk about exes, you talk about your personal choices for style for hair for grooming, all that stuff. Um, did it take a certain was that something that you were comfortable with putting yourself out there authentic? Was that something that you had to struggle with for a while? Or was that like you mentioned the first few videos? they weren't authentic. What were yeah. they if they weren't authentic? No, they it was me you. trying to put be something that I wasn't and trying to, you know, 
I, I was trying to be something that I yeah. thought I needed to be in order to get people to like me, <laughs> honestly. And, and that shit never works. No, it never works. And yeah. so it's very, very easy to see through that. And so, yeah, I mean, that was uh, just something. It wasn't hard. I mean, that's the thing. Like, the hard thing was, was trying to be something and put up a facade. And so, you know, the, the easy thing is just to kind of let, let your, your true self, you know, shine through and just, just do you and, and uh, be authentically, you know, open to. Be authentically the, you. Yeah. yeah. Be authentically you. Exactly. Lots of cliches in this, in this. So many cli man, cliches, cliches are there for a reason. I love it. Okay. Um, let's, uh, okay. What's the, what's the Shark Tank play? What's yeah. the Shark Tank experience? You were two acts on Shark Tank, right? You were yeah. there twice. I was on twice. So what happened there? I tried to get on a third time. They wouldn't take me back. They're like, Aaron, <laughs> done with you, what, man. Yeah, what's the story now? <laughs> like, shit. Um, yeah, so so Shark Tank is like my favorite show. And for any entrepreneur, if you're thinking about, you know, or interested in business, watch Shark Tank. You know, the cool thing is that you can go, you know, they're 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 syndicated now on on you know, television. So every night of the week you can go and watch like episode after episode after episode. And so um, I came up with this e-product. It was my first stab at like an info product. I should say not an e-product because it was actually physically DVDs that I was trying to sell. Um, it was an info product. I thought that, you know, a lot of the people that I'm, I'm friends with in the space of internet, you know, business and sales, a lot of guys are like, oh, the e-product, the e-product. And so I came up with this style system. And so my dad was like, well, how are we going to try and sell it? I'm like, I don't know. He goes, you should try and go on Shark Tank. I'm like, yeah, sure. And so literally, I remembered it was a Friday night. Um, I went home. I went to ABC's website and I applied. And on Monday, I got a call and and they asked for information. And it was three months later, I was pitching in front of the Sharks in terms of, of the uh, the Alpha M style system. They hated the idea. And, um, and I was like, oh, no big deal. You know, it's okay. I'm on TV, so it's going to be great. I'm going to sell, you know, thousands of these things. I'm going to be rich. Well, the night Shark Tank aired, I had like this big party. Everybody was around and I was sitting there with like my, my computer and I was like ready for the sales to come rolling in. I literally, <laughs> right? Nine million people watching the show. I sold one style system. Get out. <laughs> Yeah, so, you sold one. I, I know sold, people that are on Shark Tank, and they they get like thousands of, so of sales. Yeah, even it, from, it, it depends yeah. on what it is. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, I, that was a real wake up call. Like, hey, stupid, this is not this is not right. And um, and so yeah, it was it was a bummer. So I was bummed out for a little bit, but then, you know, kind of got over it. And and I am I just realized that I'm not really an e product kind of guy. And um, at least not like physical DVDs. Like I said, I'm a dinosaur. Yeah, like you can't even play a, a, a DVD on your computer anymore. Like it doesn't even have that ability. And so if it was an app or if it was like a web-based like program that was less expensive, I think it would have been successful. And I still think it's a good idea. It's just it wasn't the right application and I wasn't the right mm -hmm. guy to do it. Um, and then I, I started a hair product company, Pete and Pedro, back in 2012, 13 somewhere 2013 i believe um i started pete and pedro which was a hair product company and um i went to my stylist that i was friends with steven i said hey do you have any connections at, at any of these like labs that make hair product i think i i want to come out with a hair product line and he's like yeah and so he he gave me a number i i called him up they sent me samples i called a few other labs i got samples i i chose my products i i started pete and pedro white labeling products and um my opening order i believe it was I started Pete and Pedro for three thousand dollars, and That's so and, no, well, that includes everything. That includes yeah. my website. That includes my 
my little stamps.com like printing station, boxes, inventory. I had five products, five uh, hair products that I was selling and I got 96 units of each. And, um, and it took me like five months to sell through that inventory. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was an amazing business. My first kind of business selling physical products other than I, I played around. I had a website also that I tried doing for a while, a membership website where I was selling like hand strung, like beaded bracelets. The problem was that I was sitting there at night hand stringing these bracelets. And so not a, not a scalable <laughs> yeah. model. It's not fun. <laughs> no. And so I've tried a ton of shit, man. I have tried a lot of things and, you know, a lot of things, some things have worked. Most things haven't, you know, and, and you just keep, you know, trying and throwing stuff against the wall and just scratching the the curious itch. And that's kind yeah. of the takeaway. You know, I'm not scared to fail. Once you fail as big as I failed in terms of the fitness center and bankruptcy and all that, you know, failure, it's not as scary. And once you kind of get it out of the way and you realize that, okay, well, that sucks. It stings. And, and, and a lot of it, not only one of the worst parts about when you, when you, when you fail in business, it's not necessarily the burden that it places on you. It's the embarrassment of having to acknowledge that something that you tried didn't work to other people. And so when you get over, at least it was for me, you know, I can only speak for myself, but once you kind of get over the, the ego of, yep, you know what? I tried it at least. And, and you realize that most people aren't even willing to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and it's funny because the most people that are the most critical or the naysayers or the people that'll, you know, say, oh, you shouldn't do that or you're wrong. They've never done shit and they never will. They're just going to basically, they're more comfortable staying comfortable and would rather, you know, sit on the sidelines and point figures and, and say 100%. how you, you didn't do something right, or you should have done this way. It's like, you know what? you know, F you, you know, I'm, I'm out here trying, I'm going to, I'm going to try. I may not, I may not be successful, but at least I, I don't have regret and I'm not doing something I don't want to do. That's a damn good attitude to have. Just, just jumping into stuff in life. And I think that that's who you though. have to, it's, it's hard. super, but you know super what you got to do? You got to find, you got to find your tribe that just supports. And, and then, and then you double down on that tribe and you force yourself to be accountable by telling them what you are doing. So you're so you know that if you fail, they're there to support you because you don't want, you know, and that's a tough thing because like sometimes it's family, sometimes it's friends you've had for a long time that are just really shitty to towards what you're trying to do. And that's a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. But when you find your tribe, people that support you that are also trying shit and entrepreneurial, not even entrepreneurial, just like super ambitious. If you put it out into the world, like for this podcast, for example, like I purposefully tell every single person I meet now and now my identity has become more of the podcast. When it was first starting, it was the other stuff I was doing. Oh, I work at this job and I have a podcast on the side versus I lead with the podcast because that's holding me accountable, man. Like they're going to yeah. look me up and they're going to see it. And like, I don't want, I don't want to fail. So I don't, you know, I'm just like making myself do it all the time. But I think that's the, the tribe you have to build people that are cool with that. And, and that was, fail. yeah. And, and that was, you know, there was a gentleman that I, that I met that was on YouTube, Antonio Centeno. He is a, YouTube channel, Real Men, Real Style. He reached out to me and, and I knew about him just because I saw it was it was me. I started the YouTube thing first talking about style. And then he came in a few years later and um, and I and I hated him. I'm like, this son of a bitch is doing trying to you know steal my something, whatever. And so he actually reached out to me and he said, hey, let's get together and and uh, meet up. And why don't we have kind of like a, a get together or a meet up for um, some of these other people that kind of are in our space. And I was very resistant to doing it, but it was one of the best decisions I ever made was kind of stepping out of my comfort zone because I did not understand the importance of surrounding yourself with people that are sort of moving in the same direction. And, um, 
you know, and that was one of the, like I said, the things that changed my life. All of a sudden I was around people that I had, I had needed to be around that were all like, you know, inspiring, like people that were trying, that were just going after their dreams and doing something different, you know? And, um, and that was, it was amazing because once you do get around those people that are, that are trying, that are striving, that are just doing things outside of the box, it is amazing how it inspires you, number one, but it also will give you ideas. And then if you ever need help, you know, it's, they're always, you know, just a phone call or a text away. And, uh, my, my friend, uh, Jordan Harbinger likes to say you, uh, your network is your, your net worth or your net worth yeah. is your network. I'm sure he stole that so, yeah. from somebody else anyway. Um, but it's a damn it, good quote. I know. It, Jordan, yeah. So Jordan, he has a great podcast. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what I'm trying to go. To. Yeah. He's a rock star. Right. And so, yeah. yeah, Jordan, you know, he says, and, and Jordan had kind of like a tumult, tumult I can't even say that word tumultuous, tumultuous, tumultuous. sort yeah. of relationship breakup with his former business partner. And, um, you know, and, and it was hard. I mean, Jordan literally almost started like from ground zero. Um, he had his podcast, but you know, they had a very big, you know, and successful coaching business and, and, um, you know, and, and Jordan, he was like, you know what, I'm just going to reach out to these people that I know that are friends. And, and he does, he every day, like sits down and sends text messages to people just to say, Hey, and just to keep that connection going. And, you know, I think that's something so incredibly you know, powerful because we get so caught up in our own lives and our own shit a lot of times that, you know, just taking a few seconds out of the day just to connect with people. You never know when you're going to need them or they may need you. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, HubSpot. HubSpot is the CRM that you have to have for your business. And whatever your business is up to, your CRM platform should be ready. Why? Because believe it or not, CRM platforms are no longer just a selling tool. They're the heart of building and scaling your business with tools for marketing, sales, customer service, content management, and operations. The HubSpot CRM platform is fully customizable for whatever your business needs. Use HubSpot to meet customer demand, align your teams, work smarter, not harder, scale up without having the need to slow down. With total control and over 650 integrations, HubSpot enables your team to succeed no matter how big or how small. Whether you're just getting started or looking for a robust system, HubSpot is the number one CRM for scaling businesses. Learn more about how you can customize your CRM platform at HubSpot.com. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Uprising Food. If you want to take advantage of a special offer they've put together for all Success Story podcast listeners, Go to uprisingfood.com slash success story. That's uprisingfood.com slash S-U-C-C-E-S-S-S-T-O-R-Y. So what is Uprising Food? Well, essentially, Uprising is a vision to liberate all of us from a fundamentally broken food system that is stealing our health. There are so many bad foods out there that just destroy our health and the snowball effect is silent inflammation with many of these fast foods that we eat. But the issue is usually that healthy food is either too expensive or doesn't taste good or both. Uprising is solving that. They have cracked the code on healthy bread. I've tried it. I've never found anything that tastes this healthy that tastes this good and is this fresh. So there are two net grams of carbs per serving, six grams of protein, nine grams of fiber. Remember, this is bread. They cover paleo, uh, keto, low carb, high fiber, 
to dairy-free or grain-free lifestyles, and all uprising products are baked with real superfood ingredients, so almond, uh, MCT oil, apple cider vinegar, egg white, psyllium husk, olive oil. So uprising has made all of their foods, their bread, they have some chips as well, with prebiotic fiber. They made it delicious with their patent-pending breakthrough and psyllium husk activation, which is fantastic for digestive health, but I guess this is the secret sauce that makes it actually taste good on top of just being incredibly good for you. It all comes down to taste, and a lot of healthy foods are littered with broken promises. Uh, Uprising has nailed the taste factor, the texture. You honestly won't be able to tell that you're eating something that is quote-unquote healthy. So if you want to try a starter bundle, which includes a variety of the foods that they that they put together, that they create, they've put together a special promo for all Success Story podcast listeners. The starter bundle includes uh, superfood cubes, which are the actual, that's the bread, and then four packs of Freedom Chips, which are delicious chips, again, just as healthy as the bread. Go to uprisingfood.com slash success story, and they'll give you a $10 discount off of this starter bundle. So you can try everything they're creating. You get 10 bucks off. The discount's actually automatically applied at checkout if you go through that link. So go to uprisingfood.com slash success story. Get $10 off your first order. Try these foods for yourself. You won't be disappointed. The taste is incredible. And on top of that, they really are just incredibly good for you. And, you know, it's 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 uh, it's just great. You need to definitely cultivate and, and build that network. That is absolutely a... Uh, a critical thing that I think every entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur should should really consider and think about. I think that's a really smart idea. And I, and I like that point you brought up about uh, constantly reaching out because the one thing that isn't building a network is just reaching out to somebody when you already need them, right? You got to build that foundation way ahead, way ahead before you even know what you're going to need help with. And then when when you need that help, you can you can reach out to these people because you haven't just shut them out of your life for the past. And I, I have to work on that too, man. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to keep up these relationships, but yeah. that's very important. Uh, now, okay, so I want to I want to unpack. Okay, so we're we're still going down this. So you finished up with the second Shark Tank, and I want to oh, no, understand. Oh, I didn't also, even get oh. to the second Shark Tank yet. Hold on, here we go. So I, I okay, I, yeah. I, so I want to figure out this because yeah. that's a good story too. So I, so I, uh, so I, so I got kicked off or I, they didn't take a deal on Shark Tank. I didn't sell any, <laughs> any style systems. Um, it was a disaster. And, um, and so I ended up starting a, a, a grooming product, Pete and Pedro. And, um, and so I, you know, right away I shot him an email. Hey, I got a new business. It was because of Shark Tank. I realized, you know, and I, I made yeah, the, yeah. The, the sales pitch like, hey, it's because I got rejected. And they're like, ooh, that's kind of a good storyline. And so, <laughs> you know, I, I lied about my sales a little bit in the audition, told them they were bigger than they were. And, um, you know, I, I, I think I, I didn't like I won't call it a lie. It was a little bit it was it was generous in terms of, of uh, <laughs> my sales. <laughs> and so anyway, so they're like, hey, let's you know that they it was for like maybe I forget what season, maybe season five. I tried to get on and they said no. And then I came back. And I got it here, man. I got it here. It was it was season seven, episode twenty nine. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, well, that was they. I think so. I tried like after I got kicked oh, off okay, okay. the first time I thought I was on like season three or four. I tried the very next season. They said no. I tried again <laughs> and they said no, I believe. And then they reached back out to me um, on for season seven. And so. OK, cool. So, yeah. So I go out there and I was just super confident, went out there. And um, and and I crushed it. I did a great job pitching. I was confident. 
And that was kind of one of the things we were like, oh, were you nervous? Hell yeah, I was nervous. It was horrible. But it was just, you know, you just got to stand up for yourself. And so um, knowing that when you do something like a Shark Tank, it's all about the television audience. It's not they don't care about your business in terms of the producers. They just care that you're a good episode. And so um, I knew what I needed to do in order to, you know, get on get on the air, because the thing that you don't realize, like for a season of Shark Tank, there are four entrepreneurs every episode. And I think there's like 25, 27 episodes per season. Well, that's, you know, over a little bit over 100 of entrepreneurs. Well, they audition 150. So they're literally like 150 that come out and do the pitch, that film, that do everything. But they like 50 people, you know, or entrepreneurs don't ever make it to air. And so I'm like, mm -hmm. yo, if I'm going out there, I am getting on air. There's no doubt about that. And so got to deal with Barbara. She uh, didn't want to invest in Pete and Pedro. And that was that was kind of the thing that I was so shocked at. I I thought I'm like, you know what? Pete and Pedro is a great business. It was doing good numbers. And I thought to myself, if any other entrepreneur would go on with the products and the and the and the company and the and the the revenues that Pete and Pedro's generated, that they would jump at the opportunity to, to partner because the margins were great. The growth was incredible. But they realized and what I didn't understand then what I do now is that you know, well, yeah, but why are you selling it? You know, it wasn't that it's just getting a lot of traffic because it's a great product. It's because I was pitching it and I was the one that was driving product sales and, and traffic. And so they ended up giving me a deal for or wanting a deal for the Alpha M business. I took the deal on the show. And as soon as I got home, I called Barbara up or I didn't call. I sent an email. I don't have her number. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> hey, thanks. You know, uh, but I think I'm going to go on this alone. I really did need help with Pete and Pedro, like just really expanding. What was, the, what was the game plan for them taking over Alpha M? Because it's you. It's a brand. So yeah, yeah. they, they wanted just to manage yeah, no, like I do a lot of promotions and, and um, okay. sales. So they wanted, basically, she wanted a piece of the, the brand Alpha M. And okay. then whatever that looked like, whatever we did, whether or not it was promotions, whether or not it was endorsement deals, like whatever it was, she would then get a, a piece of that. And so I, I'm like, I don't need an investment or somebody, you know, I think she offered me like, it was like $100,000 for like 10% of Alpha M. I'm like, what's she gonna do? I don't, I don't need that help. I need help with Pete and Pedro, and mm -hmm. um, and so it was, uh, it was great though. It was, it was an amazing experience, and and it was awesome. But yeah, and I, I turned that down. Well, good for, but like Pete and Pedro is still alive and kicking. So yeah, you figured out, you figured out something, man. You no, Pete and Pedro is great. Pete and Pedro is my the the little stepchild that I didn't pay that much attention to. Is all of a sudden like over the course of the past few years, really like like taken off and and is doing really really well. So, so and, and profitable. Yeah. And so that's that's something. And that's, that's awesome. another thing I just want to touch on real quick is that, yeah. you know, in, a, in in online entrepreneurship, you see a lot of these companies and, and and brands that are that are very growth minded and they're not like lifestyle businesses. You're not bootstrapping it. You know, it's real sexy to, you know, think, oh, I'm going to get a huge exit. I'm going to you know raise a bunch of money. I'm going to do this. But you're wasting a ton of money. There's nothing wrong with slow, steady growth and making sure that you're profitable along the way. You know, that's one of the, I think, the challenges that an entrepreneur faces is that, you know, you think, oh, you need something, you need, you know, to, to have an exit of, of $200 million or, or whatever. And so you, you run a business very differently with a growth mindset versus a, a you know, a lifestyle brand or business that you're bootstrapping. Like sustainable. Yeah, exactly. And Pete and Pedro, you know, it's always been sort of like, I've never thought, oh, someday I'm going to sell this for a hundred million dollars. Uh -uh. It's always been, 
you know, let me just try to do better each and every year I want to grow and, and maintain a, a profit margin that I actually make money. Like, why am I doing this business? Why am I risking, you know, or, or using my, as much time as it takes? You know, why am I doing that if I'm not making money? Like, it just doesn't yeah. make sense to me. I want to make money. And so I do. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. okay. So I wanna I wanna even understand uh, how you made Pete and Pedro successful. So you walked away from the second shark. Is there is there more? Is there more to the is there more to the story? Are we almost we're almost present day now? We're yeah, almost well, present I, day. Not really. I realized the other my wife the other night I was sure there was a rerun of me on Shark Tank on Sunday, and she's like, "How long ago is that?" I'm like, "Shit, I guess it was like five years." I'm like, "Why?" She goes, "You look so young." I'm like, "I still look young." <laughs> it's she's a like, little not shade, that young. but okay. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, yeah, so, so that catches us up, you know, pretty much, um, after Pete and Pedro, um, that was, I guess about five years ago, I was on Shark Tank. I started a skincare company called Tiege Hanley with two gentlemen, um, based out of Chicago. Um, I also started an advertising agency with, uh, my best friend from high school called Menfluential Media. Um, and that was started. Everything I do is kind of just by accident. You know, I, I, Needed help at that point selling my advertising for my YouTube channel. I was tired of just sending, you know, my media kit and, and never following up. And so I said to my best friend, Terry, from high school, who was a really, really great car salesman. He was in management in the car industry. You know, he was the first person I knew at 18 that kind of left uh, high school and went and got a job selling cars. And he was the first person I knew, like making $100,000 a year. But then, you know, fast forward like 20 years, he's still, he's now making like 120,000 and he's working, yeah. you know, crazy hours. Car sales is a hard game, right? You can do yeah. well, but it's, it's a grind. And so I said, no, I said, you know, you're in between jobs. What do you think? Do you think you could possibly sell advertising for me? He's like, well, let's give it a shot. I said, okay. So I said, you know, well, how much money do you need? To like make ends meet, he's like five thousand a month. I'm like, all right, and like this is the most I've ever paid like an employee. And I said, uh, all right, well, let's try it for three months. And if it doesn't work in three months, then let's just you know agree that it we tried and this wasn't wasn't working, and and we just you know have to maintain a friendship. And so right away, it was crazy successful, and um, he did a much better job. I was making more money. He crushed it, and. Um, and so we ended up forming an agency. I had my, my friend Antonio once again. I said, hey, you know, this guy Terry is selling all this advertising for me. He's like, well, will he sell it for me? I'm like, yeah, probably. And so we ended up <laughs> coming together and uh, forming an agency. And then with our relationship and um, with all these other guys in our space, it um, ended up, you know, we started an agency. And now we rep represent and sell advertising for about 40 guys. That's not bad. That's not bad. So you just jump. No. See again, just jumping into stuff. Just jumping yeah, out of right. out of the out of the skincare, Pete and Pedro, and advertising. Is Pete and Pedro number one? That's no. the one. That's which no. one? And so, and then I also started a hair salon last year. <laughs> so um, no, so so the way that my my so so T. Shanley, the skincare company, is my biggest grossing business, and okay. then second will be Pete and Pedro. And then close to that is is Menfluential Media a Agency, and then my YouTube channel. Uh, my YouTube channel advertising is the most profitable, just because there's really not there's no much cost. expense yeah. except you know my time, and and you can make good money doing it. And so, um, and then I also have a sunglass company, Enemy. Damn, I oh do my too goodness, much. yeah, too Dude. much. And that one's the hard one that I'm still trying to figure out. So how do you? Okay, so let's let's talk like. I was going to pick one of them and say, like, you know, how do you take this product to market in every single thing you do? It's not an easy market to break into. Fuck, everything's like if hard. Like, and that's everything thing, is hard. Everything is hard. And, 
you know, regard. Yes, I have. You know, I have built a huge audience, right? Which is great, and that is a great place to test things. But it still doesn't make it easy. You know, regardless of the of the audience you have, it's all about figuring out that marketing mechanism and channel. That is the number one most important thing that you as a business owner or entrepreneur need to figure out. It's not about having a great product. Yeah, your product should be good, but it doesn't matter if you're like if you don't know or have the app outlet or opportunity to sell it or people aren't seeing it, you know, it's going to die and you're never going to mm -hmm. ultimately end up realizing your potential. And so you've got to really think through and figure out the advertising angle. And it's not good enough to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to use influencers or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Fuck that. That like the 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 influencer world can help, but it's not the answer. Just like, you know, if you have all your advertising and marketing eggs in one basket like Facebook, like like we'll use Facebook as a perfect example. You know, a few months ago, um, you know, Apple basically changed or was it Apple? Yeah, Apple changed yeah. the way that they, you know, the iOS update, you know, changed the way that you like the data is is relayed. And so overnight, literally, it went from, you know, everybody's like killing it and getting like pretty good data from, you know, what they're, you know, spending on on marketing on Facebook. So like, oh my God, like what is happening? Like it, it, it became like super challenging and it's still challenging. Now, now Google um, marketplace is actually a better ROI in terms of, you know, hmm. ad spend than, than Facebook, um, you know, but things are constantly changing. You've just got to be nimble enough as an entrepreneur to sort of look for opportunities and, and test, you know, affordably before you really go big and all in. You know, thinking that a big influencer is going to do something amazing for your brand, yeah, it's going to be okay. It might get you some sales, but what is going to continue to drive sales and advertising and marketing? You really got to figure out that marketing end of it. It is more important than anything when it comes to selling shit. Did you? Can I um, curse on this podcast? <laughs> you can curse. Yeah, you can curse as much as you want, man. Okay, be, cool. be my guest. You're good to go. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah. For, Forty minutes in, you asked, yeah, but no. no. Can I? Yeah. Can I curse? <laughs> no, F bombs. No, you're good, man. Sorts. You're good. You're you're good. Um. Okay. So when you so when you take a product to market, also this this would be important for uh, an entrepreneur. Do you figure out stuff yourself, or do you hire people to figure it out for you? Mm, What's it best? It depends on what it is. You know, it depends. Like for. It it really depends on on what okay. it is. Usually, I'm the one figuring out, but I have no skills when it comes to marketing in terms of like paid traffic and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. And so I will I will hire people. I've I've made mistakes in the past where I have given equity away because I was new and I didn't have much money, and I thought, oh well, maybe I'll just give this person a percentage of my business, and then that'll be great, and you know, because I won't have to pay him. Well, you know, that a lot of times doesn't end up working out. If you can pay somebody for a skill like web development or marketing. You know what? Chances are you're going to be better off in the long run if you end up paying for certain skills that you're not good at. Also, let people do what they do. Um, but you've just got to make sure that, you know, marketing can also be a huge black hole. You know, you can mm -hmm. spend a ton of money and really, you know, depending on who is spending the money, they can craft a message and a story as to make themselves look like they're working and being more successful than they may actually be. And so, you just really got to, you know, just pay attention and, and do your due diligence when it comes to looking at the numbers, looking at the ROI. Does it make sense what they're saying? But yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that um, after years and years and years of trying to micromanage everything, that everything gets better when you get out of your own way. That's smart. Um, what was out of 
I don't know how many how many products I, I'm trying to count like five, six, seven, whatever the hell you're doing the the scope of products that you know Aaron has like what is the biggest entrepreneurial lesson that you've learned growing this brand? That opportunity does and success doesn't always look like what you expect or hope it will. And that was something that, and that's just going back over my illustrious entrepreneurial career, you know, um, <laughs> you know, 12 year old, 20 year old, 25 year old me would have punched you in the face if, if, if you would have said, Hey, in another five years, you're not going to be having anything to do with the fitness industry. You're going to be talking to a camera in a hot studio, jumping around and looking like an idiot. I would have punched you in the face because there was no way that's what <laughs> success was going to look like. But when I was forced to take a look and, and try something else, that's, you know, it's amazing what can happen. And so I think that's the biggest lesson. You know, a lot of times I think we get so focused on the one thing that we think is going to mean or matter the most that you lose sight of, of, you know what, maybe you need to just keep your eyes open because it may not be where you need to end up. And so for me, it was always a, a function of, of, um, you know, just, just pay attention because, you know, just because you want something, even if you want it really bad, doesn't mean that it's it's in the cards and you've just got to yeah. be open to, you know, knowing, OK, this isn't working. I am going to go down this road because because the truth is I would have sold kidneys if I would have thought that if I sold my kidney, <laughs> I could have kept my fitness center going. I'd be you'd be talking to a dude with one kidney because that's like I would have done anything at that point to keep that dream alive. But. You know, there you can only do what you can do, and and it was the best thing that ever happened, and yeah, and that's, that's a... I, it's just something to to just be aware that like you know, and and I was I was shit I was, you know I was in my thirties driving a beer cart you know had a business it was hard yeah, that's tough right? that's yeah, tough and so it's okay everything you know just just everything keep going everything guys. happens just for a reason going. exactly just keep moving forward. You know what I was going to say, though, but like out of all the entrepreneurs that I know that have achieved, like, you know, quote unquote, what some level of success, uh, their, their today version of themselves is nothing like what they imagined. Even if it's the same business, the same business is so different from when they first registered the domain or, you know, made their first sale. Like shit changes. Absolutely. Be cool with that. It changes yeah, all the time. You got to be cool. Yep. All right. OK. I want to do some rapid fire stuff to close this out. Um, all right. I want to get, uh, before we pivot, where should people go check out you? What's your socials, Alpha your website? Just, yeah, alphaM.com. You can go find everything I do there. It's a new website that I recently launched, and uh, nice, I finally man. got the domain. And so uh, everything is pretty much there. But yeah, AlphaM everywhere. AlphaM on okay. YouTube, AlphaM.com. Go there, check it out. If I am going to link all the things that you're working on in these show notes, I'm going to need some domains because I don't think I have Just reach everything. out to Mike. Just reach out to right. Mike. Just reach out and say, Mike, I need all this info. <laughs> yeah, shit. I got like half of it here. All right, let's. <laughs> Good for you, man. Good. Okay, let's, let's do some rapid fire. Um, okay, so biggest, biggest challenge you had in your career or in your personal life? What was something notable? How'd you overcome it? Uh, you know, like I said, uh, business failing, bankruptcy, that was a, uh, a uh, super hard thing to wrap my brain around because it was the loss of a dream that I'd had since I was 12 years old. And so um, how I overcame it was just 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 deciding to, to put one foot in front of the other and and just decide that it, I don't know what it looks like, but I'm going to figure it out eventually. And and uh, just just keep your eyes open. Awesome. Uh, there's been many, but you have to pick one person who's been incredibly influential, had a major impact on your life. Who was it and what did they teach you? My wrestling coach, Charlie Kramer, um, he uh, 
and then my grandfather Frank Cassoni. So family member, my my grandfather uh, Frank, and then uh, but living uh, Charlie Kramer. He was a role model that came into my life um, when I needed it probably the most, and taught me about discipline, taught me about work ethic, and uh, really just just helped me. Um, you know, and, and was a supportive, loving person at a time I really needed it. Uh, an opinion that you have about business entrepreneurship that may not be as popular as widely known with other people. Mm, explain that a little bit more. An unpopular opinion that you hold about business entrepreneurship. Uh, unpopular opinion that I, that I hold. Um, not everybody's supposed to be an entrepreneur. You know, I think that in, in the, the hustle culture and everything you look and see online from Gary Vee to everybody, you know, I think there's a lot of a lot of people that are that are that think they want to be an entrepreneur that shouldn't be entrepreneurs, quite frankly. You're not built for it. And what I mean by that is it is so hard. It is hard. It is hard. It is hard. There is no easy way to success. It just doesn't happen. Now, now I'm sure maybe it does happen for some people. I, I'm not that guy. And so everything I have done and have continued to do is just, it's hard. And it requires you to go through some really dark periods, or at least it did me. And, um, you know, if you're not ready for it, it can, it can rob your, your life of joy. But if you are on that journey and it's something that is in your soul and nothing else will satisfy you or make you happier, fulfilled, then congratulations, you know, buckle up. It's a tough ride, but it is, it is well worth it when you get to the other side. That's, that's a damn good opinion. I like that. And I always think that a lot of people that just sort of uh, you know fall into that hustle culture trap there's a lot of really good jobs that can pay a lot of money it can oh, give yeah. you a lot better work life balance and happiness and just time so be be purposeful if you're going to do it don't ruin 100%. your life yeah it it's it is not for everybody that is that is for sure and there is nothing wrong with 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 finding a job and a career that is amazing that has benefits that's going to afford you opportunities and upward mobility and growth and mm -hmm. and your weekends off like this yeah. like I've never had a paid vacation I don't even know what that is like my wife you know she works for you know a company and and I see what she goes through you know there's upsides and downsides to everything but not everybody should be an entrepreneur good um a book or podcast or some resource that you'd recommend people go check out um, so I am one of the, um, I don't read books and this is one of the things that I used to lie about <laughs> I, because <laughs> I, I, I went to this weird Quaker school and I, you know, reading and spelling has always been like a hard thing for me. And so, um, podcast, I, I love, um, you know, there's a Ted talk that I just absolutely think is amazing by Simon Sinek. Um, you know, the start with why. He is my, my, you know, business management, you know, man crush. I love him. I love everything he does. And, um, and so I'll listen to anything that Simon does. So look up Simon Sinek. He's got books. He's got, you know, he's got website. He's got um, TED Talks. He's just an inspirational he's guy. He's just he smart. And, and I, just, I just love everything that he says. Amazing. If you could tell your 20-year-old self one thing, what would it be? That it's gonna suck for a little while. <laughs> it's gonna suck, but uh, but you'll be all right. You just gotta stay focused and and um and uh, don't do anything too self destructive. Um and uh, because you know I think that's one of the one of the traps is that you know we get into some weird. At least I did. I got into some weird self destructive behaviors because I wasn't happy with myself. And um you know I was drinking too much. I was you know sleeping with people I shouldn't have been sleeping with. And it was simply. I think I was I was self-medicating for 
for issues that I needed to deal with. And, um, and so, you know, definitely if, if you're somebody that is having trouble putting your past behind you, or it's, uh, something that, that you are struggling, um, you know, dealing with it, you owe it to yourself and your future self to figure out a way to deal with it, whether or not that means you go to therapy, whether or not that means you talk to somebody, you know, just, just figure it out because you, once you decide that you're going to be happy, then it's just a function of, all right, well, what do I need to do in order to get there? But you, you're worth it and, and you should do whatever you need to do in order to deal with the shit. I, I say this a lot. I say, you know, unfortunately, you know, we are a lot of times collateral damage in other people's shit, right? So it's mm -hmm. not that, you know, the things that happened to you, they were doing them specifically to like F you up or to hurt you or to make you feel bad about yourself. It's just people dealing with themselves in their own life. And, and sometimes we, we are, are, uh, are a byproduct of that. And so do what you need to do to be happy and healthy. That's smart, man. And then last question, what does success mean to you? Happy. Oh, success means to me it means helping people and feeling like I'm making a difference. That, that is what I've come to realize is, uh, is the, is, is success to me feeling like I, I matter, feeling like I'm, I'm making a difference in uh, people's lives and um and feeling you know like i don't know just that's it i mean for me it's nothing too complex other than just it. helping I people it. i just love helping people i think it's it's uh there's nothing that'll make you feel better and uh more fulfilled for me anyway dude that's it that's all i got man that was great I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works. One data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. 
it's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Thank you so much indeed for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed 
survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 